Well, what did I say on yesterday's episode? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of the Two Point Conversion. And, uh, well, what do you know? In a new pattern that has emerged, now the road team is going to continue to win. Wait, LSU plays on the road this week, and the Saints play on the road this week. I can go for that road winnings thing uh, whenever you want. And uh, welcome to another episode of the Two Point Conversion. And, uh, yeah... So for the first time since 1993, yes, 1993, I don't know how this is true either, the New York Giants have won a game in the Superdome. And boy, oh boy, was it a bad one for the Saints. After coming to a 21-10 lead, the Saints managed to blow that 11-point lead rather quickly to give the Giants life, send the game into overtime, lose the coin toss, and lose on a Saquon Barkley rushing touchdown. This game was really bad, and there are so many things I can complain about, and I don't like to complain about things as much. I like to praise, but there are bad things. But let's start with at least some of the good. Um, which I guess we'll start with on offense. Hey, look, remember when I said that in the preview, I wanted us to have 200 net passing yards? We got it. We got 235 net passing yards. Yes. <clears throat> James Winston was 17 of 23, 226 yards. Yes, and one touchdown. Uh, Taysom Hill, he also had a couple of throws, one of which was picked off. We'll get to that because I want to go through the good. The good was being able to throw the ball rather well. Um you're talking about nine yards per pass. We were not sacked. Neither team had a sack, by the way, which is quite interesting. Uh, Alvin Kamara, he played well. 26 carries, 120 yards. 170 total rushing yards. Had two rushing touchdowns, uh, both by Taysom Hill, um, in which he was... So, the first one was Taysom Hill just bullying the entire Giants defense. There were seven Giants defenders, and somehow none of them could tackle Taysom Hill. He ran through guys like it was nothing. Like, oh, he's down. No, he's not down. No, he's not down. Okay, he's down now. Nope, he's still running. How the heck did he get that? They run into the outside, and he just bulldozes his way in for a touchdown. And it was like, okay. So, like... How old this guy again? Like, he's in his, like, early 30s? He's, like, 32? And he's doing that? Okay, I can deal with that. And then the second rushing touchdown, our final points of the game. Um, well, basically, Taysom Hill takes the direct snap, and it's like parting the Red Sea. He just runs right through the middle as a whole, just opens up for him and he walks in for a touchdown it was too easy um the first touchdown was a throw that came as the result of a bad thing <clears throat> so what happened was it was second i think it was third down and we had converted it on a rush Taysom hill qb power run it was called back though because of a... Sean didn't like the call. It was an illegal formation. 64, Will Clapp had reported as eligible, and Camara was covering him on the line of scrimmage. Uh, and an eligible receiver cannot cover an eligible receiver. Uh, that's just not allowed. 
that's an illegal formation, yada, 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 yada. Sean was arguing that I think Will Clapp wasn't eligible on the play or something. But either way, it was like third and six and uh, touchdown to Juwan Johnson, so who really cares? Um, so that ended up going well for us. Uh, defensively, what ended up going well for us, I guess, was... Um, it was interesting defensively. Let me just talk... I think we were able to at least stop some run, like... They were held to 83 rushing yards. We held Saquon Barkley to only 52 rushing yards. Um, that was pretty good. But, like, here's the thing. We got outgained in the day by only uh, 83 total yards. Right? But that's because of the discrepancy between the pass and the rush. So, they ran the ball... For only 83 yards. They got five, They got 4.2 yards per carry. But they threw the ball for 400 yards. They had 400 net passing yards. And, well, 400 total because there were no sacks. So I want to... This game was so winnable for the Saints. Again, there was an 11-point lead. We pretty much had them. And we blew it at the end of it. And there are some things where you look at it and you're like, what are you doing here that kind of make you understand why we could lose a game like this? And it starts early in the game on the first three drives in which we get the ball in Giants territory three straight drives and we get nothing out of it. The first drive, we were in, if we would have kicked a field goal, it would have been a 57-yard field goal. Rosas is long in his career, is 57 yards. So we punt the football. On the second drive, we get into a scenario where if we would have kicked a field goal, it would have been a 47-yard field goal. It's within Rosas's range, but again, he had a couple of misses last week. So Sean decided to go for it on fourth and three, and we got two and a half yards on it, basically. But Camaro was just short on the run, giving the Giants the ball. On the third drive, we stall, and we are in a scenario where it's a 58-yard field goal. Sean elects to kick it, and it misses. Barely, but still. That was terrible in those three scenarios because you're not showing any real consistency here. You're going to punt with a 57-yard field goal. Then you're going to go for it with a 47. Then you're going to kick a 58. That's not consistent, and it just doesn't make sense. I can understand going for it there if you want to be aggressive. But you punted the ball earlier. Now you're kicking a 58-yard field goal. If you miss it, they get the ball right where you're kicking it, or the line of scrimmage. He's never made a 58-yard field goal in his career. So why are you entrusting that he does that now? You're letting your drive stall a third time. That's not good. I think we can all agree that's just not a good thing to do. I really don't understand what those were. And, like, I know it's hard to say that the first three drives of the game are what determine the rest of it. Those are important. Because those set a tone. 
and those did not set a good tone. We got the ball, we were moving it, and then we stalled, and then we couldn't get any points out of it. If I'm Sean Payton, I... I mean, I was thinking we would kick the field goal, kick a 47-yarder, and go up 3-0. It's the second possession of the game. You want to score some point. But I get that that might be a little conservative. So going for it there makes at least some sense. But then you kick a 58-yard field goal, and that negates my point. You cannot pass up a 47-yarder and then go for a 58-yarder. That just does not make logical sense to me. Those two things conflict with each other. So that's one thing. Another thing that was really problematic offensively was Taysom Hill's pick. So the Saints got a really nice deep ball touchdown to Kenny Stills, but it was flagged and it was and it came back because um, Adam Troutman had a blatant hold. So the Saints get Taysom Hill out there and he throws a deep ball for Deontay Harris, which is picked off. There's so many problems with it. Number one. And the announcers were saying this, and you could see it on the coverage. Um, the Giants were not going to let us beat them deep twice. So what they did was they put their safeties back deeper to account for the deep ball. But number two, Taysom, you're throwing a 50-50 ball to a five foot six wide receiver who's being covered by a six foot one cornerback. I don't even need to add in covered by a six foot one guy. You're throwing a 50-50 ball to a five foot six wide receiver, and no defensive back is like that short. Like, Brent Grimes is not in the NFL, and he's especially not on the Giants. So, in that scenario, you have a mismatch pretty much every single time. There's no way Deontay Harris can just go up and get that ball. He's not... He's not tall enough. Like, you have to know. You have to make better decisions. And in that scenario, you also can't take two deep shots in a row. Like... <clears throat> That doesn't happen. You never see two teams, a, a team take two deep shots in a row. Because, you know, teams are looking for it on that second time. They're looking for it. Especially because we'd already taken two deep shots in the game. We'd had that one to Callaway. And we'd just gotten that one to uh, Stills called back. So, like, they're going to be expecting it. Why are you throwing a deep ball? That didn't make any sense. And that saps a ton of momentum. But let's look at the defense. The defense was getting a little too gassed for uh, my liking. And by the way, one thing that's great about this game. Great. What's great? Sean Payton was worried that this team would be a yo-yo team. It would win, lose, win, lose. So he put a yo-yo in everyone's locker room. He had them see like a video of like apparently the world's best yo-yoist. And the Saints end up losing this game for reasons that were well within their control. Um... Problem number one, no pass rush, no sacks, barely any hurries. We could not get past their offensive line. It was insane. I don't know if that's something that where I blame the pass rush or if I blame their O-line for just holding up so damn well. Like, holy cow, did they kick our asses on the O-line. Yeah, we could stop their run game, but even then, Saquon Barkley could get some plays out uh, in the field. But one of the other problems was tack. I just gotta say, tackling was a huge issue in this game. We could not wrap up, guys. There were times where Kadarius Tony had this 21-yard catch and run where he was basically running like circles around the defense. It was like playing as Bo Jackson in Tech Mobile. 
with the amount of guys he could break through. It was incredible watching it. Because it was like, guys would try and reach out to get him, couldn't pull him down. But this happened throughout the game. On the final drive of regulation, um, the Giants had a play that broke through because I think it was Malcolm Jenkins just completely whiffed on a tackle. That was a major problem. You have that. You have the fact that they were picking on Paulson and Debo for a lot of that game. The Giants were without two of their best wide receivers, but Kenny Galladay stepped up with six receptions for over 100 yards. Um, They kept using him. What they would do is they'd kind of get us to the outside. Kadarius Toney, again, he became a pretty incredible weapon. Like, this was his breakout performance. Um, You have the fact that we couldn't cover the deep ball. They used two deep shots on us to score touchdowns. Their first two touchdown drives were each one play. You had the 51-yard pass to John Ross that was then a fumble recovered in the end zone, which still I'm still trying to process that. And then you have the throw to Saquon Barkley down the sideline, which was so poor. Like, he was wide open. How does he get that far down the field? And that's what they were doing to us. They were getting us with chunk play, chunk play, chunk play, chunk play. We couldn't stop them there. And because of that, the Saints just kind of faltered down the stretch. This was a game that makes me worried. Because when I said that I had faith in them, one of the reasons was that the Giants um, are one of the most heavily penalized teams in the NFL. If you look at the penalty statistics, that didn't really show up. The Giants only had three penalties, and the Saints had five. The Giants didn't have a false start the entire game. The Giants were playing a very disciplined game. And that's something I hadn't seen from them all year. The Giants have really stepped it up right now. They're trying to show that they're way better than that 0-3 start. That game against the Falcons, they just gave the Falcons the ball with way too much time remaining, and it ended up hurting them. In this game, they didn't let that happen. Their defense stepped it up. Um, Their offense managed... Jason Garrett called a damn good game. Hats off to Jason Garrett for calling such a good game. I mean, it worked. He was gashing our defense. And the main thing, and I was trying to get to that, that this brings up for me is, are the Saints capable of beating teams that don't play undisciplined football? When you look at the wins that the Saints have against the Packers and the Patriots, those are two teams that were playing very undisciplined football that did not look prepared or ready for that game. Teams where we could get pressure on the quarterback. Teams where they were having penalties. We got that blocked punt against the um, Patriots. Granted, we didn't score on that drive, but still. When you look at that Patriots game, That was one of the most undisciplined Belichick teams I've seen in a very long time, if ever. With all of those penalties, with those mistakes, with those um, poorly timed routes, drops, all of that, the Giants didn't have it. The Giants played a well-executed game. The Saints haven't shown me that they can beat a team that does that. And that's what worries me, is that If this team is going to win football games, they have to be able to beat teams that don't beat themselves. Because if they can't do that, they're not going to be able to win football games. 
there are teams that get they get better as the season progresses. As the season gets on, they're going to commit fewer penalties. They're going to get into rhythms. They're going to make fewer mistakes. You cannot think that every single team that you face is going to make enough mistakes for you to steep, for you to keep yourselves in the game. You're not going to have games where the team turns the ball over a couple of times. That's just not going to happen all the time. It's one of the breaks we had against the Patriots. Patriots threw a pick six. Other than that, we really didn't do much in the second half. And, uh, yeah, that's that's really all I've got to say um, about that. Hey, Blake Gilligan is still murdering punts. That's cool. But, yeah, that's really all I've got to say about that game. Uh, I really think we need to just do better. Do better. We need to get better pressure, and we need to stop hoping that other teams are going to, you know, fall on their faces. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed that. Um, by the way, be on the lookout for something, you know, different this week. There's going to be an interview that I'm doing. Um, so you'll see that when it comes out. So yeah, uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, find me at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S, P-O-R-T-S. You can find my Twitch streams going to be going live tomorrow at 8 o'clock central at twitch.tv slash T-E-P-I-G-L-O-V-E-R-1. That's twitch.tv slash T-E-P-I-G-L-O-V-E-R-1. Sorry that my voice is a little bit weird. I don't know why that is. Um, it's not like my voice is shot from a game or anything. It's whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm not sick, by the way. Don't worry about that. I'm fine. So yeah, uh, I've been Ben Schluter. Hope you have a fantastic week. And until next time, bye-bye.